Welcome to the Cole Remote Show, the podcast that features forward-thinking business leaders, global remote work advocates, and authors involved in shaping the next generation workplace. Whether you're walking down the street, driving, or working out, get ready to learn, because the show is starting in three, two, one. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Core Remote Podcast Show. My name is Fred, and I'll be your host for a new episode where we'll discuss the rapidly changing world of work. Today, we're going to hear the fascinating story of two remote co-founders who didn't know each other before the pandemic and started their fintech startup in the midst of the COVID-19 crisis without ever meeting face-to-face, not even once. Yep, not even once. Crazy, right? From Paris to London, Athens and Tel Aviv, the two people I'm hosting today have an impressive background in finance and they have naturally joined forces to build a company operating in the fintech space. It is an immense pleasure to host David Jean and Aris Mastarakis, the co-founders of Tarant Fintech. Guys, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome to our show. Thank you for hosting us, Fred. Hey, Fred. Thank you, Fred, for the invite. Okay, gentlemen, I invited you to our show because I think you have a very fascinating and inspiring story about building your startup fully remotely for the past 10 months without seeing each other face-to-face, not even once. And, you know, obviously you have plenty of time to tell us more about it. But first things first, why don't you give us a little background about Darian Fintech? David, what, what do you guys do? Well, Darian, in short, uh, is here to support startups and uh, finance professionals, mainly CFOs, uh, to discover the right fintech software for their specific needs. And actually, uh, this is drawn from um, our boss experience. And uh, regarding me, I have been a a CFO for almost 10 years. And uh, I've always been interested in uh, working with better tools to be able to gain time on uh, crunching numbers. If you're a good CFO, it's about making sense of numbers and be able to to support the CEO and anticipate with the right strategic choices, I would say. The recent wave of fintech innovation we've seen in the market, it's uh, a lot of new software allowing the CFOs and their teams to have the right number at the right times. That's great, but as a CFO, how, how can you know what software you need for your right, your situation? What's the right one? And that's where Darian comes in. Uh, we partner with the, the fintech software we like. We think they solve specific problems and, um, we are going to, to create a, a lot of original content about the software to help the CFOs. And that's what's special about us because Aris and myself, represent those two worlds. I'm a CFO, background of CFO, and Aris has a background in fintech, a big fintech uh, company. Aris, uh, David is making a great transition to you. What is the main reason you left that global fintech company to join David in building Dorian Fintech? Uh, yeah, so mainly, you know, the, the, the reason we formed Darian and was the fact that we saw this big potential in the whole fintech market. And one of the observations we both had, even before we met, it was the fact that more and more SaaS, like software as a service uh, companies, starting appearing in the market in the global landscape. And it was more than evident that this will continue to be the trend in the future as well. And can you give maybe one or two examples of those fintech solutions that you're in touch with? Yeah, of course. So 
uh, when we talk about fintech solutions, actually, we're talking about cloud-based and subscription-based tools that aim to automate certain processes. For instance, we're talking about invoice processing and payments that are made easier and faster, like Libeo does. We're talking about expense management platforms like Spendesk or cash flow management like Agicap uh, or tools that try to automate uh, payroll uh, process like Payfit or even accounting for startups like Penny Lane. So like mainly from our own experience, we kind of understood how frustrating it was for CFOs and CEOs. Uh, that from one hand, they had to focus on their strategic offering and what they were, their, their core product. But at the same time, they had to figure out which were the right tools for them to use. So David had so many counters in the past years or so with CFOs and professionals. Uh, but from my side, being part of the Revolut team uh, in their London offices, I remember when I joined the finance team, we had to kind of figure out which was the right uh, accounting and which was the right payroll tool, among others. So I had this experience on my own. Even in the end, we kind of figured out which were the right tools for us to start using. Honestly, looking back, uh, if I really had somebody like a tool expert or somebody external to the company that was aware of the market and was, was in a position to guide us based on our true needs and the anticipated growth that the Revolut team had, uh, wanted to have actually, then this is what I would definitely have gone with. And this is the, the gap we are trying to fill with Darian now. All right, so now let's dive into your fascinating story. And I'd like to get started with your timing because when hundreds of thousands of people were being laid off or replaced on furlough in the aftermath of last year's first lockdown, um, you guys decided to start your own business remotely without really knowing each other, actually, or, or meeting face-to-face, not even once. And it sounds like a very extreme situation to start up a business and you amazingly took the plunge. And I guess both of you were working in that time and yet you decided to give a completely different direction to your lives. So David, what were you thinking back then? Well, first, as you say, timing. Timing is everything. But um, uh, yes, it sounds really strange to start, uh, make a decision to, to start a, a project with a co-founder that you never even have physically met. But um, if I want to be, to, to give you a great insight why we did that, it goes back to our own stories. And um, regarding me, I was an independent consultant, so I would work with several startups at the same time. This gave me the, the wish to start my own fintech software. So that's what I, I did. I started early 2019 on another project than Darian. And it was a, about building a software that would help finance teams. So in early 2020, uh, I decided to actually, in the high uncertainty of the context when COVID came, to change, to change the environment. So I took a, a, a ticket from Paris to, to Tel Aviv. I made this decision in, in two days and um, I wanted to see what happens in that context for me. And um, actually during this uh, lockdown, it was the right right time to, to make the decisions and see how things could be pivoted. I actually intended to stay three weeks and um, it's been more than one year now. Uh, I'm in Tel Aviv since more than one year. Uh, I was in the, the mindset 
in the last spring, the mindset of not giving up about the startup I, I had started. And um, I was trying to meet new people uh, remotely. And uh, when um, the lockdown eased, uh, I started to, to meet people physically in Tel Aviv uh, end of May. And I started a, a startup bootcamp program. With that process, that's how I met friends of Iris. And they realized they could make a good connection between us. So they gave me their number and I called Iris. And uh, that's how we met. Uh, this, this was a process that led to that encounter. <laughs> I love the story every time I hear it. Um, Iris, how about you? What, what's your background and what made you start that entrepreneurial journey in the midst of a global pandemic? Yeah, first of all, we haven't actually met. We have virtually met back then. So... Going to, to your question, of course, I've been a finance professional uh, all my life and uh, in big companies and smaller companies. But for the, pa- for the past two and a half years, almost three years before I actually was introduced to David, I was working at Revolut, as, as I previously said, and being part of a high growth startup that actually grew from 200 employees up to 2000 employees during the, the period I was there was truly a huge learning experience for all of us and for myself as well. However, it was, I always felt that I had to follow a more entrepreneurial path and start, you know, using my own experience and starting helping other companies as well. Yeah, it seems that even during a global pandemic and the multiple nationwide lockdowns, uh, you were fully ready to leverage your existing experience managing teams globally to embark on that new journey. But have you thought of how challenging the new working conditions involved with the COVID-19 crisis would be? So, <laughs> to be honest, like, uh, even though I had this urge to do something on my own, even with uh, like a partner, honestly, I could have never imagined doing it somebody with I've never physically met. But the interesting part is like, when, when, as David mentioned, when our common friends, our mutual friends brought us in contact and we kind of start sharing our ideas and I started listening to what David has to to say his vision about bringing the fintech technology and empowering the CFOs and the finance professionals, I kind of start empathizing with him. I started relating to what he was saying. However, and actually on the same side, I could see the value I could bring on the table and from my own experience. And I remember even that started like as a business idea. It later on evolved as something like at the end of the summer of 2020 uh, in something that we both you know, dedicated our full time on it. So despite the whole lockdown and the whole the restrictions, uh, we both saw it as a, as a really good opportunity to focus on that, turn something into a viable business and, you know, just fully focus on it because you see the potential. So in the previous episodes, I, I spoke with my guests about some of the benefits of remote work, whether in terms of flexibility or productivity increase, um, but obviously, we also touched upon some of the challenges of remote work. But in your particular situation, you guys had to face additional challenges. So, Eris, um, let's start with you. I'd like you to walk us through the day-to-day of your newly founded remote startup. Uh, you said that you spent nearly three years working for Revolut, that 2,000-employee global fintech company. So essentially, how do you manage to stay engaged moving from that big fintech company to building a startup with someone you never met. Of course, of course. Actually, yeah, th- this is like something kind of mind-blowing because we are facing challenges. Like, I-, I will not hide this, of course. And along the way, we kind of had maybe 
at some point some second thoughts. But you know, like not being able to travel and meet your own business partner is something really, really difficult. From one hand, I remember we were facing, you know, daily we are facing with challenges, of course. Like on the one hand, how to form a viable business, but at the same time, how to actually get to know more and more the, your business partner. So the first six months, for instance, I was in London. I was based there and David was in Tel Aviv. And as you know, we had to deal with the two hours difference, for, for instance. Or we had to deal with the fact that the weekends in Israel start on a Friday and not on a Saturday. So all these kind of technicalities that we had to align. So it was really important for us to put like a weekly and a monthly schedule in place, stuff that both myself and David would have to do specifically so we were aligned. And it was all about the communication between us. As you can imagine, of course, on a daily basis, we are constantly talking on the phone, of course. But important thing of that was for us to spend some time and actually, you know, meet and get, share and exchange some views about our personal lives and how we think and how we, uh, what we're feeling. So we get to know each other, how we collaborate. So in order to benefit the most out of it. But what I could say that make us wake up in the morning on a day-to-day basis and how to overcome all of these small or bigger challenges was the fact that we were motivated and we were determined and we both believed in what we were doing. So with the support and the trust, we both started to show each other. That was the most important thing on a day-to-day basis. David, how do you overcome the challenging situation of never having met your co-founder and what makes you stay engaged? So um, the fact that we aligned on the vision from the very beginning and took the time to explore what we wanted together and if it fit our values and plans, it is the foundation of how to stay engaged daily. And uh, as Aris naturally took over the organization side of things, I was naturally uh, taking charge of setting the long-term vision. And uh, all along the way, we have been aligning and checking if what we do is aligning to the vision. The great thing is that we are the right team for that. We are the right team because even if we didn't met, when you you know and you feel that uh, you are the right fit together, you give it a chance. You want to make it happen. You want to uh, to engage. And uh, it's really about being the right team and remote or not. Yes, uh, we do it because we want it. And uh, that's the main driver for us. So you guys officially launched your business recently. And as Israel is gradually easing some of, uh, some of the travel restrictions. So I'd like to ask you, what are your plans moving forwards? And how do you envision growing your startup? Aris, let's start with you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's something that is bothering us with for so long. Like, when are we going to meet? So hopefully when restrictions are lifted, the travel restrictions, we will meet in one place. Most likely this will be Tel Aviv. I'm not new to Tel Aviv, so I'm more than happy to get there as soon as possible and start working alongside David for a couple of months. So going back to your question about our future plans, in the next four to six months, uh, and depending on the traction we get with potential clients and partnerships that we form, we are aiming to make some hires in terms of sales and marketing people. And we're aiming to do that on a completely remote basis, actually. And can you already elaborate on your plans to hire sales and marketing executives? Or is it too early? 
Of course, yes. Uh, so the, the in order for us to hire, yes, prerequisite is to find the right talent, but at the same time, it's like to find the right balance of their experience and the chemistry with both David and myself, right? And we are aiming to do this completely remotely, as I said, aiming to hire within Europe and Israel, uh, mainly because of, you know, the similar time zones. But of course, we have other plans to build a tech team uh, ourselves, hire a CTO, because being a fintech company, we really want to start building a platform and a product of our own, uh, mainly based on our current offering. So bottom line, whatever the, the new hires we're aiming to do, we are uh, since we're embracing the culture of remote work, we're planning to do that. And not because it's something that it started last year from the pandemic as a trend and it might be more attractive for certain candidates, but we have experienced it, experienced it ourselves and we're willing to do that for our future, for expanding our teams. So it's the flexibility we want to give and the autonomy to the rest of the team. And it's, I guess the challenge would be for us to, to find the right people that can manage that flexibility. You know, in one of our previous episodes, we spoke with App Supplier about building a remote culture in a work-from-anywhere environment. So, David, quick question for you. What kind of culture are you looking to build at Dorian? Well, this is a, a vast topic, but uh, it needs to be taken ser very seriously. Uh, culture is, is really uh, a big part of the success of a startup. We realize that uh, we have uh, a lot of, uh, I would say, uh, a rich potential for our culture. Just because we, we have different nationalities, we are more open to be international. Uh, Aris is from Greece. I am from France. Now I, I am in Israel and uh, we both have worked in England. So we are really uh, attracted by the international aspects of things. And uh, we have a mix of um, different culture in work. Aris is really from fintech. I am really uh, from a background of a CFO, which, which is very service oriented. And um, we have also very complementary personalities. I'm on the, I would say, creativity side, generating a lot of ideas, good and bad. And Aris is here to make the, um, sort it out actually, and, and make the plans happen. And we do that uh, all the time together. And culture is about, yes, cooperation, sharing the same values, the vision, and we are going to continue uh, in that path. And our role, our role will be to, to onboard the new people and make uh, them uh, faithful with the culture while accepting their, also their, their input, I would say. Yeah, David, what you just said makes actually a lot of sense. Guys, we're getting close to the end of that episode, but we have time for one last question. And that question is about investment. Darren Fintech is a very early stage startup. As we mentioned before, you guys have been working on it for nearly one year and you officially launched the business a month ago. So I guess, you know, basically you guys want to grow and go global fast and you'll probably be looking to raise money from investors anytime soon. And we know that last year was a particularly good year for startups that were looking to raise funding, despite all of them not having the chance to meet face-to-face -face with investors. So I have a two-part question for you. Do you guys think we can still raise investment remotely? And the second part of the question, what are your plans to raise investment at Dorian? David, let's start with you answering the first part of the question, as I know that 
you have experience helping startup CEOs to raise funding? Well, uh, yes, I, I worked with many CEOs and also with uh, VCs. Uh, I did a lot of due diligence in the beginning of my career. So I, I quite know the, the process and um, raising remotely. I would say that, uh, again, uh, you have to start with the fundamentals of uh, fundraising. And uh, as you say, last year was a, a very good uh, year for fundraising for startups. And I would say also, especially fintech. And... Um, We have partners, software partners, and almost all of them raised capital during lockdowns. So the lockdown thing, the remote thing is not a no-go for investors. The, the really important thing is market timing and product market fit and the right team. It's, it's, it's something you hear a lot, but it's the reality. And um, if you have a good project, the right team and the right timing on your market, then uh, remote or not, you will have investors. And uh, with respect to technical aspects of being remote, when you raise funds, uh, yes, you will do meeting, uh, video conference meetings, and uh, you have tools to get this done. And you can do it uh, as if it was not remote. It's just a, a different technical way. But the human aspect, the project aspect is the same. And Aris, Can you share a little bit about your plans to raise funding from investors anytime soon? So we are we are ambitious, right? We just we are still at the beginning. We are an ambitious company. So even now we are in a like in a self-funding uh, mode because we are more service oriented. As I previously mentioned, we do have plans to hire to increase our team. So in order to do that, it's really important to uh, secure some kind of funding. To be able to to realize that we are aiming to become uh, a high growth business, of course, we want to scale in a faster way. As I previously said, we want to have our own tech product, so pretty much a product that will have uh, the aim to support startups and CFOs with the right fintech tools, but in a more automated way. Uh, we want to provide a platform to finance professionals to better equip themselves with better knowledge about fintech tools. So in order to do all that, we need to hire a team of engineers to be able to, to build this product. A necessary requirement is to have some funds. So we have, in order to do this, which we're aiming to do pretty much in the second half of 2021, um, we have already started engaging with uh, investors, early stage, or even VCs, because we know it's like a long process and we get to to meet them and we need to understand their expectations and what they will be asking uh, when the right time comes. So yes, we are planning to raise funds even in 2021 and we have already started in this process. So David and Aries, before we wrap up this episode, I have an extra question for both of you. Since you have never met face-to-face -face and you have been in that your distance relationship for, for nearly one year because of COVID, have you already imagined the moment that you'll be meeting face-to-face -face for the first time, whether it's in you know, Tel Aviv or somewhere else in the woods. Um, David, let's get your answer first. Well, uh, let's not get too emotional. I would say <laughs> I, I, I would keep it professional. And uh, I actually, um, yes, we, we think that it, it most likely will be in Tel Aviv and uh, I will be more than happy to uh, get around in the city uh, with Eris and uh, be in a different context to talk, to talk uh, about the business, of course, 
but in a different context. So we will, uh, we will find a physical place to work, co-working place. We will, we will not miss a chance to, to talk about business because we are quite, uh, focused on this and, uh, we'll have a, an inspiring environment and be together will make a, a, a difference. I, I think. Of course, we're like so looking forward to that moment. Of course, we've been talking for so long all this time. But I guess the most important thing is like to do, like to spend some quality time together, get to truly meet each other. So yeah, being in Tel Aviv, that's I guess the ideal place to do this. And I'm so looking forward. Okay, guys, it's officially time to wrap up this episode, but it was truly a pleasure to make the one with you today. And I'd like to thank both of you so much for your time. Um, we hope that you guys enjoyed and also had a great time with us today. I think that you shared some really useful tips and insights, uh, but you also brought something very authentic with your story. And in my opinion, it is something that people will love because you give inspiration, uh, you know, basically showing that it's possible. Uh, building a startup remotely and um, so so well done and really really good luck moving forward i have no doubt that dorian fintech will look completely different in a couple of months from now so again thank you so much thank you fred thank you call remote have a great day everyone and stay safe bye 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 if you like this episode you can leave your feedback on our website and give us five stars on apple podcasts also, don't forget to visit our website, coremote.com, if you'd like to ask questions to our future guests, or if you want to be the next guest of our show and share your ideas about shaping the next generation workplace with a global audience.